Hello, 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 and welcome back to another edition of Collecting Cardboard. That's right, it's been two weeks and we're back with more. I'm Robert Ingalls here with my co-host Eric Powick, coming to you from the studios inside the Daily Item. It's fall, it's baseball, it's almost time for playoffs. Balls are flying out of the park, Eric. They sure are. That was the worst second color man I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. All right, we're going to have to step up the game here a little bit, folks. We're talking Aaron Judge. We're talking Albert Pujols. We're going to get to some baseball card stuff here eventually. But uh, the other night, Aaron Judge just hit 61. Albert Pujols uh, earlier this week or last week hit number 700. The fan who caught the baseball for Albert Pujols' number 700 last i heard is not giving the ball back what do you think i mean they have whatever right they whatever they have the right to do whatever they want uh i think um i you know i wouldn't i wouldn't want to influence them in any way but i know what my answer would be what, what would you do I would, I would sell it yeah yeah as listen they're they're the my heart really wants to make sure that albert pools gets the ball and I might even give him a discount if he came at me with money. <laughs> but the bottom line is, he uh, he, he has made life changing money for oh, yeah. for a very long time. And I am an average person. I do not have life changing money, and that ball could mean life changing money. So I would I, I would sell it. I would I, as much as I want to make sure he gets it. I would sell it. I I know that they offered him. Thing, the person who caught it, I, I know they came to him with offers of different things. I'm not sure. I didn't see the details of at the at the park. Yeah, at they, the park. Yeah, they can't offer money at the park. They can no. only offer trade, like you know, yep. signed bats and that sort of stuff. Jerseys. And listen, I've heard a couple people talk about this. They say like, well, what if you got a chance to spend a day with Albert Pujols? What if they, you know you know you know and, and uh, what if they you know make the world? Are they in the playoff hunt? I think they no. are. I'm not sure if they are or not. I'm not sure. But what, you know, what, what if you had an opportunity to just spend a day with Albert Pujols and, and you know, at a game or something like that? Um, and I still, I guess, that would be, I mean, another an awesome experience, sure. But there's a, in the way, like, life-changing money is life-changing money. And that's the bottom line for me. Yeah, I, as a former athlete, I know the importance of, like, these kind of mementos for, mm -hmm. for players. And... I, I was thinking about this, and it's like I would love to give the ball back to him. Would love to give the ball back to him, get a couple signed things or, or whatever. At the same point, I'm thinking I've got a wife, I've got kids, I've got bills. Like I don't know how much that ball is going to go for. I've, I've seven figures easy. Yeah, I've I've seen people toss out different numbers. It's going to go for a lot of money, mm -hmm. a lot more money than what I have. I would be really hard-pressed to give that ball back, knowing what it could do for my family. With that said, did you see the bounty put out on uh, Judge's 62nd ball? Mm -mm. Uh, one of the major auction sites put a $2 million bounty on Aaron Judge's 62nd home run ball, mm -hmm. granted that he hits it. Right. That If that ball is verified, that auction house is going to pay $2 million. I'm sorry, Aaron Judge. I'm selling that baseball for two million dollars. <laughs> yeah, same. That's I, I, listen. I'm, I'm a, a huge Yankees fan. 
but I would sell. I would definitely sell it. Same thing. I really hope that he gets it. I hope that I might. I can do a deal with him to sell it. But the bottom line is, again, you're talking about a ridiculous amount of money that most people in America have no chance of seeing. So. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe when he signs his new contract, if he offers me two million, by <laughs> all means, I will. I will gladly do that. It's like I. I hate to see that not go to the guy, but for an average person like you and me, man, that's. That would be foolish to to turn up the turn up our noses at that kind of cash. Right. All right. With that said, we're going to be back with more of collecting cardboard. Hey, we're back with more of collecting cardboard. I'm Robert Ingalls with my co-host Eric Powick. Eric, how you doing today? I'm fine. I'm not not great. Not not terrible. You're, so. you're somewhere in the middle. Yep. Um. Yep. I'm okay. me- medium. I'm, I'm medium right now. Okay. Yeah. Medium is is good. I like my steaks medium to you know, I, I like them in that range. So hmm. so you and I were good. We're right. good. Hamburgers good. medium, that's good. How are you doing? You had to run out to a, a field hockey game, then came back in here to record this, and you're going to go to another sporting event here in a little bit. Is that right? No, actually, I, I don't have to go to another one. This, oh, this great. is. Yeah, thank thank goodness, thank goodness. I don't I, I don't know if I could handle a doubleheader and sandwiching uh, this <laughs> this year, but no, the field hockey game was fine. Uh, I have covered field hockey for however long I've worked at the paper, almost twenty years now, and I still don't fully understand all the calls that the officials make. <laughs> That's whistles okay. blowing off a lot. If for anybody who has never uh, yeah. watched a field hockey game, the whistles, the, the refs blow the whistles, officials blow the whistles all the time. It's yeah. it's constant. It's almost and, constant. And the players sometimes are just like, okay, whatever, and and go about their <laughs> business, and and it's all good. I I'm one of those people. I've covered it. I still don't understand all of it. I get some of it. Can't play with the ball with your feet. I get that. Mm-hmm. It's not soccer. Yep. That's okay. So, anyways, I I have to call myself out on the show. And officially say that I'm an idiot. I think it's too harsh, but I'll let you, you keep going for now. You think it's too harsh? Yeah, okay. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, I I don't I don't think it's too harsh because we we go on the show and we we give out advice on what to do with your sports cards and buying and selling and all that stuff. And I didn't follow it the other day. I uh, I bought a baseball card off of eBay. A uh, 1960 Jim Gilliam that was graded six. I looked at the pictures real quick. It was in a holder that looked pretty similar to Beckett's holders. Now, I say pretty similar. It's not exact, but... You know, I got excited. I was like, "Ooh, it's a grade six. It's a low bid." When when you're in that that zone that you get when you see a really cool card with a with a really good price, and yeah. your your eyes are kind of a little little wobbly, probably it probably it probably looked exactly like a BGS. Yeah. So I put in a slide. bid, nothing exorbitant. It mm-hmm. was, you know, a, a low bid, nothing like out of my comfort zone, um, and I ended up winning it, and. Shortly before I ended up winning it, I realized, because I went back to double-check, first mistake, always check first, always look in detail first before placing your bid, I did not do that, that it's actually a mint grading company. And my heart kind of sank, because these are like, yeah, you're like, it's probably some dude in his basement 
putting out <laughs> putting out labels, you know, grading grading cards. But I, I looked up Mint Grading Company or Mint, Mint Grading Incorporated. Yeah, it was MGI. Is what yeah, what I remember you saying. Yeah, they're actually out of Canada. They have a, um, a legitimate website, a legitimate Twitter presence. I'm not saying they're PSA folks. I'm not even saying they're SGC or CSG. But they're not some guy in his mom's basement with a grading company either. Um, I've seen some feedback from random people out there. It gives me at least hope that you know the card's okay. The card, the card itself in the picture looked fine. It, it looked like a six, give or take. You know, I'll I'll see once I get it in hand. It's coming from Canada. I only paid a whopping eight dollars and fifty cents with shipping and taxes from Canada. That's pretty reasonable. I feel like shipping and taxes from Canada is going to be even more than that just to get that slab to you. Like, yeah, I'm not sure what the, how much it costs, but I bet you it's more than four dollars, probably, right? I have no idea. I'll take a look at the postage once once it comes right. comes to me. But um, yeah, I I didn't follow my our own advice here, and I felt kind of foolish. But at least at least I didn't put myself out like big money for it. So that's that's the the positive, right? Right, right. And I'm getting a card that I want for my for my Gilliam run. So so that's a good thing. So on that note, you and I were talking the other day about collecting players that aren't like big names but we we really like they're not necessarily hall of famers or superstars mm-hmm. but we like to collect them anyways and lots of people do that mm-hmm. um what are or like who are some of the players that you may uh collect or, or like that you know don't have a huge reputation aren't going to be hall of fame worthy but uh but you still like to collect anyways i mean the player that kind of really set this off for me is Tiki Barber, former Giants okay. running back. I love Tiki. Man, Tiki Barber was so awesome. I mean, once he got his fumbling problems figured out, yeah. like he was just, he was a stud. Like he was a stud for a, a, several years and not long enough to end up in the Hall of Fame or anything like that. But if you're a Giants fan, you were a Giants fan when he played, you most definitely were a fan of Tiki Barber because he was excellent. He was a really, really great player. And he, you know, he's, uh, I'm a, always, have always been a big fan of running backs. Barry Sanders is my second favorite, um, football player of all time and I've, I've always looked at the running backs as these amazing athletes um and so tiki barber former giants running back he's my my top guy on my list that's cool i i, I dig tiki i'm a giants fan you and i are both giants fans so i good call mm-hmm. on, on tiki <laughs> um obviously jim gilliam for me is, is one um i like his cards i don't mm-hmm. i don't know he was he's a lifetime dodger he's doesn't have like huge numbers, but he's got solid numbers mm-hmm. as, as a player. You know, they they're probably not Hall of Fame numbers, if truth be told. You know, you really like the guy, you really root for him, but probably not Hall of Fame candidate. But he's got really solid numbers, and I like his cards. I, I some of his cards are really just nice looking cards, mm-hmm. um, and one of them is pink, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> the uh, the fifty nine card is pink, which you know what? If you can get a pink baseball card. That's pretty awesome. That is. That's I, cool. I like that. Um, I've seen guys actually make pink collections with, <laughs> with baseball cards, which I think is pretty fun. Um, so he's one. I like Thurman Munson. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my dad, his his run. Eventually I'll inherit those someday, you know, as long as he doesn't go crazy and sell them on me. Right. Um, we're good there. But Thurman's a 
a, he was a great catcher. I was looking up stats because you mm-hmm. you mentioned you wonder how he compared to uh, to bench and the Fisk back in the day. And honestly, his numbers were are really comparable to those two guys mm-hmm. for the for the ten years. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, well, I I said one of the things that I said is that he. Uh, he kind of um, hurt him a little bit playing alongside both of those guys. Both had better numbers, but playing along both sides, uh, alongside both of those guys, who were both clear-cut Hall of Famers, really hurt his chances because you're you're most Hall of Famers have to be like the best of their position during for a long stretch during their career, and unfortunately he had to, had to go against two guys that were ended up being Hall of Famers in like the toughest position to get in Hall of Fame. Yeah, and. My thing is, you know, it's like it's not his fault that he didn't get to play longer than 10 years. I hate to see somebody get penalized mm-hmm. for for that. I think it's really crappy. I, You get judged on the time that you had on the field. You know, it's not like he chose to retire after right. five years. The, the dude played 10 years and played, you know, arguably was one of the, the best players at his position in, in those 10 years. I I don't know. I, I uh, that doesn't sit well with me. Right. But you got anybody else on your list? Uh, there's I have a handful of other players. You know, like like Muggsy Bogues was a, a, <laughs> a, a point guard for the Charlotte yep. Hornets back in the day. I was a huge fan of the Charlotte Hornets. Alonzo Mourning was there. You know, I kinda, my 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 basketball um, fandom follows certain players here and there, and uh, so he was definitely somebody. Muggsy um, was awesome. Yeah, Muggsy Muggsy was awesome, and uh, just a handful of players like that. But if if I had to say another one, other one, baseball player Ron Gant, who okay. was one of the players who I always associated with one of the coolest things that I, I growing up was I thought players who were thirty thirty could hit thirty homers and steal thirty bases. They were like. The best players to yeah. me. I, I, I just thought that was an amazing thing. They had the power and the speed together, and he was one of the guys that kind of epitomized that throughout his like for for a long stretch in his career. Put up some really great numbers. He's not not going to be in the Hall of Fame, but he's one of my one of my favorite guys. You don't see that a whole lot anymore. Mm, thirty nope. homers, thirty steals. Uh, I I don't know. I think the the art of the stolen base is is kind of lost. I I don't know if they're just averse to the risk taking or uh, or what it is. You know who else has cards that I like? Hmm. George Foster. Hmm. Yep. That dude looks mean <laughs> on his cards. <laughs> like, holy cow! I woof. I would not want to meet him in, uh, as they say, in a, in a dark alley at night. <laughs> just, oh man, that guy looks like he was going to come up to the plate and just and club the crap out of the ball. <laughs> like, whoo. Ooh, that guy's scary. But I, I like that in a card, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like personality. Oh. He got, he's got some personality. If you want to talk about talk about personality, and this is a guy who I have a bunch of cards of. Have you ever like looked at Randy Johnson's cards? Mm-hmm. He's got some really cool cards that have. Like, obviously, he also 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 looks intimidating. Yeah, and his motion is intimidating. But then, like, there's a 1994 upper deck. I think it is. If you turn that over and look at the back. Well, maybe it was ninety, maybe it's nineteen ninety. He's actually taking a photo. He's got a got a, a bit, like a full setup camera, like like you would use at, at yeah. a, an event, taking a photo of something. And just <laughs> like they caught him doing that. And like I just wonder, like I've I've seen several other things like that where just a, a, something a little bit off, a little bit different on some of his his uh, photos. And that's that's kind of cool. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of collecting cardboard.
All right, thanks for sticking with us, and we're back with more of Collecting Cardboard. I'm Robert Ingalls here with my co-host Eric Powick at the Daily Item in sunny Sunbury, Pennsylvania, where it's actually fall now. It's really nice out. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Perfect shorts and t-shirt weather. It's amazing outside. I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. But a nice fall jacket, a a sweater, you know, I like this kind of weather. The leaves are starting to change. It's very pretty outside right now. You know, it's very nice. Talk about nice stuff. Tops. Okay, I know folks out there have had some grievances with tops recently. For good reason, Rob. For good reason. For good reason. But I like some of their new products they've come out with. Fire. Tops Fire is great. Tops yeah. Fire looks awesome if you can get it. Yeah, if you can, if you can overpay for it. Yeah, yeah. sure. If, if mm-hmm. your uh, yeah. you know order did not get canceled, Tops Gallery got a really nice auto checklist in there. I don't. Did we even? Did we talk about the top Tops Fire on the podcast at all? We we have not. We Dude, have not. that checklist is awesome. I thought yeah. the cards looked really cool. There was under a hundred bucks for a box. I was like, man, I got to get me some of that. And then wah 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 wah, yeah. all sold out. Well, not just sold out. Like they, they don't know how much they printed. They don't know if they printed enough. So then, yeah. like some people got their stuff canceled. And now on the secondary market, of course, it's like 200, 185 bucks for a box, 200 bucks for a box. It's it's probably one of the best things. It's frustrating. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anybody who actually bought it, like they're all look, look how look at the 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 desire for this product. Like look at you know. Yeah. So, so so those of you who don't know or haven't heard or listened to us exclusively, which if that's the case, thank you. Um, Tops released Tops Fire 2022. It's a really cool product. I like their design. Last year, the cards look awesome. It's not necessarily one of the higher end products, hmm. but I think it's a really cool, nice looking product. Well, they released it and they did their pre orders on their website. Like they I think normally it's, do. I think it's retail only. You can only get it on their website, but they were selling it by the case, I think, on their website this time. Yeah, it was like 100 bucks a box, something like that. I'm not sure what the cases were going for. Mm-hmm. And then people started getting cancellation notices from Top saying that mistakenly the computer oversold the product. Which, of course, if you bought it and you actually got it, creates instant scarcity for you, Mm -hmm. which is going to drive the prices up for this product. So if you got it and you're holding on to it to resell it, you're in luck. <laughs> yeah, and probably resell it now. I'm. I mean, I'm not sure how long that product holds its value, but I mean, I might probably resell it right away. I, I would probably resell it right away too. But you know, you hold on to it long enough, maybe next year it's like, oh boy, there's there's barely any of this stuff around that's sealed. Some people like to collect sealed stuff. Uh, with as much stuff as they've produced, every and with everything else, do you think that this is super short? Like printed, do you think it's like? Do you think that it is really that going to be that hard to find? I mean, I don't obviously, know. Are, like, I wonder how much. My question is, how much did they sell? Like, how much did the computer yeah, over, oversell? Oversell? Like yeah. that? I mean, that's going to be like to, to find out. Like, how many people were clamoring for this product? Like I said, like if you looked at the chess checklist, there was an awesome number of like Hall of Famers in there. All the rookies, autographs in there. You get two autographs per box, two autographs per box for under hundred bucks. And I mean, uh, there's a lot of potential, a lot of good potential, a lot of cool inserts and stuff in it. Like it's, it, 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 it I think it had a lot of potential. Like, I, yeah, I and I and I've seen multiple people on Twitter that their orders got canceled. So it wasn't like it was just one or two people. There was a bunch of people out there yeah. that didn't get the product that they wanted. 
So to me, there's there's a demand for it, and then suddenly, oh, we're short. Now I don't know if Tops just underprinted, and they're just saying they didn't have you know that there's a computer glitch. Who knows? But obviously there was a demand for it, and that demand hasn't been able to be met. So of course prices are going to go up. Is it going to hold long term? I don't know. Who knows? But well, one of the things that happened, I'm pretty sure last year, Tops Fire was available for a long time on their website. Yes. And I think they probably thought, well, we don't need to overproduce this as much as we overproduced the other stuff. I think that might have been part of part of the issue. But I still have to think that they didn't. It's not like they only printed like. 20,000 cases of it or something they probably still printed a ridiculous yeah, I, amount of I'd it. be really curious to find yeah. out yeah um, you know but I think it's a good value like if mm-hmm. you're looking for an entire box to rip with a couple autos that are going to be in there for sure without paying an arm and a leg you know that's not a bad value mm-hmm. and Topps Gallery is sort of along the same lines mm-hmm. um, also retail only retail yeah. only it's not quite as big of a box, but you know, two autos per is is about the odds. Yeah, that tw- twenty saying. twenty packs. It's like one in thirteen packs per auto, but also the the break is pretty much you're pretty much almost guaranteed to. If you didn't get one, you got really unlucky. Um, yeah, they they were going for last I saw somebody had posted they found one for eighty bucks at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, just checking eBay quickly, you know, people are asking a hundred, hundred and twenty for them. I've seen some people rip the product, mm-hmm. like saying, "Oh, you're going to get two auto or two autographs of pitchers," you know, which is the dreaded auto to get unless you're <laughs> right, talking right. like maybe Verlander or somebody who's you know an, an absolute stud. But it's got a good auto list on there. You mm-hmm. were saying it's got uh, Bobby Witt Jr., it's got Julio Rodriguez, Wander's Wander's in there. The rookie checklist is great. Um, but then also there's a bunch of Hall of Famers in there and like recently retired stars too. Like there's, there's a really good checklist, I think. Yeah. I don't, you know, I think some people get caught up in saying, oh, it's, uh, you know what? You, you only the high end stuff is the stuff worth going after. You know mm-hmm. what? I, I don't buy into that. Like, I don't mind some of this other common folk product, you mm-hmm. know, you, you and me people kind of, kind of right. product, the working right. man product, like. I think there's good value to be had in that. Are you going to make your money back guaranteed? No. I mean, you're also not going to make your money back if you, like, Prism is the the highest, well, not the highest end. National Treasures is is kind of high end. But when people buy Prism, they're hoping to get a really good colored card that they can then sell and make a lot of money. That's what they're buying it for. They're not buying it because they want to collect it necessarily. They're looking for a huge hit. That's why they're going to pay $1,300 a box or whatever, where we're willing to pay 80 bucks for a box and, you know, we also are not going to make our money back, but we're not going to spend thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. We're not going to be able to hit a ten thousand dollar card either. And we're going to hang on to some of those cards. We're going to hold on, hang on to a lot more of them than the the people buying the prism. Probably going to hold on to the prism. Yeah, I feel it's, like you know, it's for the people who enjoy collecting. I think mm-hmm. some of this is. Yeah, there's going to be people mm-hmm. to buy it to to flip it and resell it. But I think you know, it's a collecting man's product, mm-hmm. um, and there's no shame in that. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Speaking of value. Um, back to Aaron Judge for a second. Somebody I follow on Twitter bought back in the day, she said. And so as you're talking, this would be around maybe 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. A Gypsy Queen Judge Auto rookie card. Hmm. 50 bucks. she cool. bought that thing for. I bet that thing's probably worth a little bit more than 50 <laughs> bucks right about now. I saw somebody list... Just a, a regular judge rookie card, or not a rookie card, but a regular 
Judge Auto card for like a grand on <laughs> Facebook today. I'm like, man, good luck if you get it. I, I hope you do, but t- too hot to, to touch right now. Too hot to touch right now. I don't know. Pools prices are a little elevated too. Like anytime something like this happens, they're the you know, thing, especially something on the lines of about to break the AL record for home runs and or make make it into the exclusive 700 home run club. Like those things are both massive, massive things. You can see and there's a good reason why these cards are a little elevated now. Yeah, they'll come back down. Mm-hmm. They'll come back. I'm not saying they're going to like go like rock they're bottom. Not plummet. No, 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 no. But they'll come back down a little bit. You know, if you wait and you're and you're patient. Speaking of patience, thanks everybody for tuning in. You're going to have to wait another two weeks to catch us. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you again in two weeks.